Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Laurent Notin is an entrepreneur coach and host of the Cracking the Entrepreneurship Code podcast. He helps business owners to stop being the bottleneck in their own businesses. Thank you very much for being my podcast guest today, Laurent. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Now, you're an entrepreneur, a coach, a podcast host, and we'll talk about all those things in a minute. And you're based in Finland. Yes. Um, but you've got a fascinating background working in Southeast Asia. What took you there and what were you doing? Okay, so that was like uh, 23 years ago, if I, my calculation is <laughs> correct. <laughs> and um, it was my partner at that time. And uh, I was just finishing my uh, military service. It was, still, it was still like mandatory in France. Mm. I'm, I'm French originally. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, didn't didn't have a job, couldn't find any job, uh, and uh, my partner she came up with one day the fact that you know she found a job for nine months in Laos. Mm. I didn't really know where Laos <laughs> was, but I was like, all right, let's go. And nine months in Laos turned into seven years, <laughs> and then after after Laos we went to Cambodia. And in total, we spent like 20 years in Southeast Asia. And I started working when I was in Laos for a, a small market research uh, company. Mm. And one year after I started, at that time I was like 24, I think. Um, it was a small company, 10 people. And the owners, they, they, they came to me and they said, look, we're going to move to Cambodia because there's a lot more opportunities. Mm. We need someone to run the agency in Laos, and it's going to be you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, great. I had, you know, at that time, 20, 23 years ago, I had no confidence in myself. Mm. I was not very mature, I have to say. But I took the challenge, because I've always loved the challenge, mm. and I really enjoyed it from day one. I really enjoyed, like, managing companies. And it's what I've, this is what I, I, I did mm. for the next, what, 18, 18 years managing companies on behalf of others. Wow. And when did you come back to Europe again? That was uh, July 2019, back to Finland, because I followed another woman. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pattern emerging here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, hopefully it's the last time. <laughs> and, and what was it that made you decide to become self-employed? Uh, it's, I think it's because... You know, I always say that entrepreneurship is a calling, mm. and but sometimes it just takes like s- several years <laughs> before it before you know the seed really blossoms. And I was reaching the age of forty, and I was like, "Damn, you know, I need to do something by myself because I've, I've I, like I said, I've always worked for others, mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurs basically, like running their companies, like they, it was myself." So I discovered the the the, the world of being an being entrepreneurs mm. or being an entrepreneur, although it was not it was not my own, you know. Yeah. But then in my last in my last um, uh, company, I had some shares in a, in the business, and everybody around me are entrepreneurs. My best friends are entrepreneurs. My father used to be an entrepreneur, and so I was like, okay, I have to do something. I'm forty. 
if I don't do it now, I will never mm. do it. Yeah. And so next was for me was really to think in terms of what is it that I want to do? Because yeah. I, 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 I took my time. You know, it, it took me like it was like a one year process yeah. to really find out what it is that I wanted to be. And so what was it that you decided you wanted to be? Oh, sure. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, I realized that at one point that what I really enjoyed was, you know, training, mentoring, coaching, mm. giving advice to people. Yeah. When I was when I was uh, uh, having running teams, I was spending a lot of time doing that uh, with with all my leadership team and, and, and more. And I've always enjoyed that. I've always enjoyed the, to see the sparkles in the eyes of people. Mm -hmm. You know, those aha ha moments. Yeah. Uh, I've, it's, it's my biggest reward. And so I was like, damn, I want to reproduce that all the time. So becoming a, a coach just made sense. And I became a coach to entrepreneurs because, like I said, I was always surrounded by entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. So... On on your LinkedIn profile, one of the mm. things it says is that you you help people to stop being the bottleneck in their business. Yeah. In what ways are people bottlenecks? <laughs> well, where do you want, where do you want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> by by the bottleneck, I say it's the biggest risk that entrepreneurs face because there there is no differences between you and your business. You mm. know, you are your business. Yeah. So when you uh, perform, your business performs. But when you have difficulties and you strive, your business has difficulties. And when you're stuck, your business is stuck. And that's the risk of being the bottleneck, that you become stuck. Because when you are the bottleneck, basically what it means is that you stand on your own way. Mm. And you know it, but somehow you can't do anything about it. Mm. And I can give you like, you know, I've, I think I came up with a list of 18 or 19 different um, bottleneck symptoms. And I'm sure there are, there are you know, a lot more. But I, I, I can give you like the three most common mm. uh, bottleneck symptoms that I see among entrepreneurs. Number one is when they are lost in the details. Yeah. You know, as an entrepreneur, you have so many things to do. And there's so many things like requires your attention at, at, at the operations level, right? And the problem is that you can get lost into, you know, those, that operation yeah. level. But it's, you cannot afford to do that because an entrepreneur needs to take a step back and look at the big picture. But when you are lost in the details, it's like, it's like when you're dro droning into water and you cannot get up. Mm. You know, to breathe, that's exactly what's, what's, mm -hmm. what's going on. So that's a symptom number one, being lost into details. You need to focus on what matters most instead. The sim symptom number two, that's a, that's a good one, especially when your business is evolving, is growing. It's when you just can't let go. Mm. As an entrepreneur, you need to move from um, the stage where you're doing everything by yourself, in other words, you get the shit done. Yeah. To a stage where you are building a company or you're building an entity that gets the shit done for you. Yeah. Right? But you can't do that if you don't let go. Typical example, you 
you control everything. You're making all the decisions because you're afraid of, I don't know, losing, losing the quality of standards mm -hmm. in the delivery of your services. Instead of recruiting the right people, training them, empowering them with you know, uh, decision-making and then let, letting them do their job, what you hire them for. Yeah. You know, Steve Jobs said you hire people so that they tell you what to do and not the other way around. <laughs> but when you can't let go, you, you don't see that. Yes. And the symptom, symptom number three, another good one, a very important one, is when you lack clarity of direction. Mm. You know, we talk a lot about purpose and why. I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek, Start With Why. Mm. And it is so true. Every entrepreneur that I talk to on my podcast, one reason why they thrive, it's because they have a purpose. They know where they want to go and they know why they want to go there. Yeah. And the thing is, most entrepreneurs, we, we do have the same, we, we, we have the same story. We have this, we have, we all have a purpose. And when, when we lose clarity of direction, we are not sure where to go. It's because we have lost track of our purpose. And so what you need to do when, when in that case is that you need to go back to the reason why you started the company. Go back to the story, the, when, the day it happened. Mm -hmm. The day you, you said, All right, I am going to do it because this is, there, is, there is this thing in the market that I see and nobody else can see. So that's, that's your purpose. That's your, that's your why. When you have it, everything else is clearer. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So what kind of people do you work with? Are they from you know, a particular business sector or is there sort of no pattern to, to, to your clients? Um, most of the time, uh, most of my clients are in the, in the B2B industry. I guess this is because, this is because of my, my background mm -hmm. because I've always worked in the B2B industry. But I have clients like in various different industries, uh, you know, market research, legal, uh, advertising. Uh, I mean, I come to last time like ten or twelve different different uh, in industries. So it, it doesn't really matter. It's more about the industry doesn't really matter. It's more about in terms of uh, size, I would say, of the business. Mm -hmm. My my ideal clients are you know uh, entrepreneurs with maybe minimum of three to five years being an entrepreneur, mm. and who get in a certain stage in the company where they can't find a way to go to the next phase of growth. Yeah. They realize that. They know they are stuck. They are the bottleneck. They know they are stuck. And they decide that they need external help. And that is really, really important. That they need, they must understand that they need external help. Otherwise, it's impossible to, uh, to coach them. Yeah. And so what form does your help take? Is it one-to-one is it -one coaching that you do with them mainly? Yeah, so mainly, mainly I do a one-to-one -one coaching, uh, and that will last around maybe most of the time six six months minimum mm -hmm. because it takes it takes a long time to get results with with coaching. Yeah, I'm also starting a mastermind group, which is more like peer-to-peer -peer coaching with me moderating, uh, with a maximum of seven seven people, and that would be just specifically for small B two B business business owners. Uh, and <clears throat> sorry, from time to time also what, what I will, what I do is I get, I get involved with, uh, you know, startup incubators or accelerators mm -hmm. and I, and I mentor, and I mentor, uh, startups. Uh, 
yeah. and the startup funders because I, I really I really enjoy that. Yeah. So tell me about your podcast now. How did sure. that come about? Well, it were when I started um, five years ago, I was like, you know, I'm going to specialize in entrepreneurship. Uh, I already have a lot of knowledge, but I need I need. It's, it's always been very important for me to continuously educate myself mm-hmm. so that I can better advise clients. So I realized I need more, I need more advice, I need more content, I need, to, I need to be better at entrepreneurship. And I thought, well, the best way to you know, collect that information is to talk to the people who are doing it every day. Mm. You know? And so I, I thought, all right, I'm going to have some interviews with um, uh, entrepreneurs and I will also create some uh, content for me. And at, at that time, I did... Uh, I was doing video yeah. interviews. But then I changed country. Uh, that was back in Cambodia. I changed country and COVID hit. And I was like, okay, uh, doing videos, interviews is going to be a bit more difficult because mm-hmm. it, requires, it requires quite a lot, you know, it requires quite a lot of um, um, the equipment and you had, you need, you, I needed, uh, yeah. you know, people also like, uh, and you need to agree on the time and a location and blah, blah, blah. But I, I've, I, uh, with Zoom, you can, do, you can do a lot of things. You can talk to people across the world. You can record conversations. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to use Zoom. I'm going to do a podcast. And this is, this is, this is how I started uh, in, uh, interviews cracking the entrepreneurship code. And since I've had like, um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm on like 111 interviews published now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what, it's awesome. I what, love what, it. what kind of top, <laughs> what kind of topics have been discussed on your on your well, podcast? <laughs> so so many so many topics, but it's what I'm really interested in 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 the people behind the uh, behind the entrepreneur. Yeah. So I'm really focusing on their on their story, but I'm also talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of <laughs> entrepreneurship. And so many people, everybody has, has has different stories. I can see I can see like core patterns mm. coming coming out. You know, for in, for instance, well, I was talking about the purpose. That is something that is really, really important uh, to a lot of entrepreneurs. Another pattern is uh, sales, something that comes back again and again. Yeah. A lot of entrepreneurs are afraid of selling. Yes. I'm afraid you do not have the choice. Yeah. You have to sell. It comes with a job. But the, the, the reason you're afraid of selling is because you're not you're looking at selling. You're not looking at selling the way you should be looking at it. Mm. Uh, you know other other things like, well, I was mentioning entrepreneurship is a calling. It's it's from all those conversations <clears throat> that I I clearly identify that uh, we talk a lot about failure because one thing is certain is the fact that you will fail. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, so we talk a lot about it. We talk we talk a lot about um, leadership. And what it takes to build a company's culture, you know, how should you take care of uh, your people, how to make them grow, etc. So a lot of 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 similar, of similar patterns, mm-hmm. I would say, but every time it's a different conversation because every entrepreneur I talk to is different. Yeah. Everyone is everyone is unique. Yeah. And let's have a bit of a chat about networking now then. Yes. Was networking something that you did when you were employed out in Southeast Asia? Yeah. What was that like? <laughs> it's, it's the only way to do business, mm. networking. It's up, especially in the B2B uh, industry. In, in, in Asia, it's all about 
it's all about whom you know. Yeah. And so yeah, I've, I've been doing a lot of networking in my uh, in the past. I'm, I'm st- networking is still a big chunk of of the work that I of what I do, and I can see there you know because what I what I what I sell as a coach is very intangible. Yeah. I don't I don't have like uh, you know um, a product yes. that will uh, fix you short term. You know I'm not going to make you rich in ninety days. That's yeah. not what it is about. But so. If you work with me, we're going to work into like a long-term relationship. It's going to be like six months minimum uh, and hopefully hopefully more. But that requires that you trust me, mm. that you believe that I am the right person to help you and that you, you will see return on investment. But to be able to do that, to trust me, you need to have some conversations with me first. Yeah. And that is networking. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to spend as much time as I can to have conversations with potential clients so they see the value of what I do. Because that's the other thing also is that mm. a lot of people don't know what coaching what coaching is about. Yeah. So it's all about networking. It's all about it's all about so having conversations with people, but also building building a network of in what I, what you can call influencer, people who know people who could be your who could be your potential clients. Um, you know, I have uh, I also do some uh, training courses. For for instance, uh, like in sales or leadership, and in and in Cambodia there is that organization that sell the training courses for me. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that I have to do is come and deliver the course. Yeah, that's but that I was able to build that because of the relationship that I have with them. Yeah. So yeah, networking is so so important. So what what were the events like in Southeast Asia? Was was it very different to the way things are run here in Europe? Uh, it's difficult for me to compare with Europe. What I what I know because I I, leave, I left France, you know, when I was twenty three, mm. uh, so I didn't work very a lot in in France, but I can compare it with Finland. In Asia, there are a lot of face to face events, mm-hmm. networking events, a lot of them because it's very important for for uh, Asian people to do that. This is how the way they do, they do business. Yeah. And so when you go into a networking event like this, it's every time you go to a networking event, you need to think in terms of, okay, why I'm going there? You know, what is my, is, is my objective? Mm-hmm. Your objective can be very different. Maybe it's just to go and do dollar and have a drink and that's it. You know, that's, that's okay and see what happens. That's fine. Sometimes I did that. But it could be also to meet with two or three potential clients. So you get you get out of the networking event. You know what you need to do next. Maybe it is to to uh, set up um, you know a meeting. Mm-hmm. You could also get, go to a networking event to uh, talk to people you haven't seen a lot. Yeah. For a while, you know, just to remind them yeah, that you still exist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that that is very that is very important because again you never know. Uh, when 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 a sale is gonna come, yeah, and but here in Finland, I was surprised there were not so many events mm-hmm. like this, and maybe there were, but they were all in in Finnish, and unfortunately, I don't <laughs> speak uh, Finnish very well. It's a very difficult language, so it's it's the I, my impression is that in Asia the networking events and the networking in general, is a lot more developed mm-hmm. uh, than uh, here in, uh, in Europe. 
Mm. But I could be wrong. I don't know. So are you making use of online networking now? Trying to, trying to as much as much as I can, but it's a bit, it's a bit difficult. I know there are some um, uh, business organizations like BNI, which I think you are mm-hmm. you're a member member yeah. of. Uh, I didn't find uh, a BNI uh, in English in uh, in uh, Finland. Um, I'm now I'm a member of. Um, a club, an online club in uh, in the UK, mm-hmm. which uh, is like you know a, a group of the members are like a small small business owners like like myself. Yeah. Um, so I've been a member for three months. It's called the Cobra Club, and we we meet. There's a lot of events, uh, you know, in a, in a week, and you you can just go and put and, uh, and and show up. Yeah. So so it's it's interesting, uh, but it's always very it's always very limited. Because uh, you have you're there for one hour, you can. What is important is to build the the relationship outside those networking events. Yes, you know, having like one to one with with people. That's that's even more important than the networking event event in itself. Yeah, because people can maybe they are not a potential client for you, but maybe they can refer you to potential clients, or maybe you know you could use them as as a, a supplier uh, <clears throat> for your for your for your company. Yeah, um, and I'm looking now, and this is actually this is on my to do list for for next year. I really want to have, as I mentioned, more conversations. So I'm look, I'm, I'm actively looking for more online networking clubs mm-hmm. that I that I can join. Right. So that's one of your goals for next year. What what other yes. plans do you have for your for your business? It's to do a bit more of what I do now. That's basically uh, that's basically it. I would I would like to have more coaching clients, which is why I need to be more active in terms of of networking. Uh, and I don't have like you know big goals of uh, becoming like a multimillionaire <laughs> or turning or turning like you know b- building a, building something that is bigger than me. I want to stay small. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with you know being being a, a business of one person, but I just want to do a bit more. Uh, just grow like steady and do more coaching and also I think it is time because I've been thinking about it for so long and I've been like procrastinating it <laughs> it is time that I launch an online training course right well there we go you've told the world now that that's what you're going to do <laughs> now you have to do yes, it yes <laughs> I have to do it <laughs> so uh, finally Laurent if people want to know more about you and your coaching or your podcast uh, yes. what's the best way for them to get in touch with you sure the best way is to go on my website which is www.laurentnotin.com there you'll find the podcast, you will find all the information about coaching. And if you'd like to contact me directly, either go on LinkedIn, you'll find my name Laurent Notin, or by email contact at laurentnotin.com. Lovely. Well, thank you very much. And uh, best of luck with your business and your podcast for the, the next year. Thank you very much, Liz. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.